Ah, come on. Feeling like you might freak out? Try Guaranteed Ride Home from Commuter Connections. If you ride share to work, you are eligible to receive a couple of free rides home each year. Guaranteed. Why freak out about getting home in case of illness, unexpected emergencies, or unscheduled overtime? Register or renew today for free at commuterconnections.org or 800-745-RIDE. That's commuterconnections.org. Some restrictions apply. Uh, we are back with a, this could be a juicy Polini perspective. You're like in a mood. Patrick's like a whole mood today. Yeah, I'm in a mood. It's raining out. It's <laughs> It was chilly yesterday. Now it's like 60 degrees. David ran already this morning. David was like, poor David. David Heyman is back with us. We absolutely love you. PR marketing genius. Twitter, you know, extraordinaire. And basically you disagree with Patrick, so we love having you on. On just about everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he took him forever to get here this morning because of Metro. <laughs> We have so much to talk about. First of all, breaking. I'm dying to hear both of your thoughts on this. So breaking, breaking news this morning. The Democrats have moved to impeach President Trump, just held a press conference uh, talking about, you know, how he's committed these illegal acts. They're going to move forward. So whoever wants to start, what are your thoughts on that press conference this morning? (laughs) Schiff and uh, now like deer in headlights. Uh, Two articles of impeachment. Well, Schiff always looks like it's the eyes. Uh, So abuse of power. Okay. Is one and obstruction of Congress is the second. So no bribery, which you know they're trying to get bribery, but there's no evidence of that. You knew this was coming. It's going nowhere. Um, I personally think they're walking a plank right now. I think they're solidifying Trump's reelection with press conferences like today, and we'll see where it goes. They're going to vote uh, in the committee by the end of the week. The House, the full House, will vote next week. He'll be impeached. The Senate trial will start sometime mid-early January. Okay, so you guys think it will make it through the House? You do oh, yeah, think yeah, it will yeah, make it yeah. through the House? You think Pelosi it doesn't go trial. this far, not knowing? Okay. I mean, every Democrat in the House is going to vote. Yeah, I saw Fancy Nance, by the way. I did the um, on the Kennedy Center. Oh, right yeah. I was really wishing you that you were there. Because I could just see I've you met spewing Nancy. questions for, no, at her. I, I met her at well, multiple do, like, events. You do respect Fancy Nance. Listen, she. I don't. I. I think she's a. I think she's very smart, very strategic. Yeah. Prolific fundraiser. Um, I just don't understand the end game here. I. I don't. The one thing she's not as nervous. Trump has not come up with a good nickname for her. <laughs> no, Nancy, nervous, <laughs> nervous, nervous Nancy. Nancy. She did not seem nervous on yeah, the carpet. No. All right, do you have any? What, what are your thoughts, David? So I think the House is doing what's necessary, uh, and that's because what Trump did is trying to impact the 2020 election. So, so to say we're close to the election, let's just, let's just let the people decide doesn't work when his action he had the advantage of uh, whether he knew about it or not of russia helping him in 2016 and then he personally uh went after help from ukraine against his most likely democratic uh, opponent and if we're not going to have free and fair elections yeah, that, then he, you can't just wait till november and say let the people decide david just made a lot of conjecture fact but the fact is there's no crime there there's no evidence of a crime it was the most one-sided impeachment hearing of all time it's well true. there have been three so there's that's not a whole uh, oh, okay. lot of, we're hearing a lot of you know the fastest impeachment but, ever but each is each is different and we've had hearings now for two months uh we've had uh evidence come out and what he did was withhold both meetings at the white house and congressionally approved funding for a, a foreign country to invest for his own benefit no to investigate corruption there's no there is he has cor- not mentioned corruption there's in one call there's or no causation at all that he bless you yes yeah, no, there's no. no causation at all and there's no linkage and there's no proof that it would even have benefited him okay, that doesn't matter a Senate and trial do you think more is it going to come matter. out no it's over so you Listen, think they've shown I think, all their I think cards? McConnell, there's there's a there's a meme right now going around with a, with the the announcement, the, a half hour ago. Okay. And McConnell looking up and smiling, because this is going to he's going to drag it out. They're going to get to interview and 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 have uh, people like potentially Schiff and those be witnesses. Hunter Biden. 
they're also going to but keep. That's going to work both ways, right? They're going to we'll have see. Trump. I, I, Hunter Biden does not want to testify. No, but Joe well, Biden's avoiding answering anything. His Axios interview about Hunter was a joke. Joe Biden. Joe's Joe's in a, Joe's in trouble here. Okay. The fact that he's running for president and doesn't even want to know what his son A was doing on the board and B if there was an issue because he trusts his son, come on. That's not going to fly. It's just not going to fly. Do you think that's true, David? Go ahead. I think he's not responsible for what his son was doing. I think when he was vice president, he said he didn't want to know because he was Joe Biden was setting policy. Should Hunter Biden have been on the board? No. He, he shouldn't have been in a in an oh, area where his father Hunter's a bad dude. in, where, in an area like where his father dude. was controlling the the U.S. policy. I mean, well, in uh, his personal life is obviously very scandalous as well. I mean, then he ended up with his brothers, you know, with here, a wife uh, for a hot second. Right, listen, we're He's getting off track. Child. I want to go back to the the Senate trial. It's it's also going to do another thing that we've talked about. And David, I and David and I have talked about separately. It's going to keep Warren, Sanders, and Klobuchar tethered to Washington, D.C., and to that trial five, six, seven weeks, five, six days a week. Plus, they're jurors at that point, legal jurors. They cannot comment on the impeachment hearings for leading up to the Iowa caucus, South Carolina primary, New Hampshire primary. So who does that benefit? It benefits Joe Biden? Benefits Biden. And Pete Buttigieg. And Buttigieg and maybe Bloomberg. Okay? So... What about our girl Tulsi? Uh, I love Tulsi, but Tulsi's going. I think Tulsi. Maybe Vice President. No, 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 you don't no. even think that. No, she, right. she 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 came out hard against the DNC. She's not. They'll never put I her know. on a ticket. So we'll see what, where where that goes. As far as Joe Biden saying that he didn't know what Hunter, this Joe's pitched himself in this for his entire career such a family man. And granted, his son died tragically. You know, former Attorney General of Delaware. Um, who I actually met, great, seemed like a great guy. The fact that Joe Biden is actually trying to tell reporters that he didn't have any idea what his son or how his son got on the board of a corrupt Ukrainian uh, oil company is a joke. It's an absolute joke. Come on. You, you pitch yourself as a family man, you're close. I mean... I know my son does in St. Mary's two hours from now. Like, come on. Well, not every day, but <laughs> okay, okay. if my son joined the board tomorrow, I'd know why or what okay. he was doing. It's a, it's a joke. And Joe can't figure out how to get out of this or answer this, and it's going to haunt him all the way through. And even if he gets a nomination, it's going to haunt him through the general election, I believe. I think right Is now- Is it big enough, though? Is it like we talk about with President Trump? Maybe not. Do people- do people care that he's going to move to impeachment? You know, it's the same thing with Biden. Do people care that much about his son being on this board? I don't know. It, it's uh, the election is still a long way away. I don't think it'll be the major issue because it's known so far in advance. So it's not it's not going to be a surprise that comes at us. The same thing with everything with Trump right now is that we sort of know what you're getting with him. And so there's not a lot he could do that would change. It's like the New York perception. Times. So th- this is where I mean, I granted. Here's the problem you have right now. And we went back and we talked about this also, David. The Bloomberg News Mm -hmm. decision to not investigate Michael Bloomberg, nor any of the Democratic candidates, is going to haunt them. Okay? There was another article this morning about how terrible it is from, I think it was the Fourth Watch, which is a journalistic integrity uh, publication. Okay. New York Times did an investigative story on Buttigieg about when he was at McKenzie, the consulting firm. So they want to know what accounts he worked on. Okay. By the way, 10 years ago. Why that's important, I don't know, but okay. So now it forced Buttigieg to allow McKenzie to release those records. They're coming out today or tomorrow. Okay. That's what Bloomberg News should be doing too, to all candidates, whether it's Michael Bloomberg, the fact that the fact that that's not going to happen from a worldwide news organization, it should. It, there's not enough outrage, I believe, about the fact that their reporters, their editors, have been handcuffed and only can investigate Trump. Again, it just feeds the narrative of Trump, and it helps him, and it's just bad for journalism. I, mm. I, I, I believe that. I don't know what you think, David, but... I, I agree with all of that. I mean, Bloomberg has always been 
among the most thin-skinned of billionaires, yeah. and that's a competition. Maybe they because, all are. I don't know. Uh, and he <laughs> he allows yes. no one to uh, to say anything bad about him. He's got a policy. If you've ever worked at any of his companies and you leave, you, you can, can never, never come back. back. Because he, and that's in a business, as you know, Patrick, where people move between yeah, all the companies time. all the time. It's really nothing personal. It's not insulting. Right. It's just sort of the way it works. Sarah, I'd have you back if you left. Leave. Oh my God. You haven't leave. managed to True. leave, Sarah. You True. keep trying to leave and you but can't you know, leave. I mean, we've all worked for big co- I mean, uh, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, I worked for a radio company for years that openly always said you're either with us or, other, or you're against us. You know, you're either here with us or you're against us. That was always their motto and they've always... So iHeart would never hire you back? I don't know. I mean, they're, they're notorious, same thing, for keeping a blacklist Interesting. of... Of radio personalities they would not hire. Because if you speak up or you have an issue and then you leave... They, yeah. I, he, what, here's what concerns me. Total, a bigger picture from a journalism standpoint, journalistic standpoint. Is the New York Times forcing Buttigieg or uncovering his McKenzie connections? To me, that seems like it's purposeful and leans progressive. So he worked for a consulting firm. That's what he did at that point. You represent your clients. Kamala, Kamala represented or prosecuted. Sure. Like that was her job, right? I love the Elizabeth Warren earned one point five million dollars over thirty years, which averages sixty eight thousand yeah. dollars a year. So, she, I mean, they're trying to make stories out of things that aren't stories. Right. I don't know why the clients he worked on. He was twenty five years old. You go to work for McKinsey, a consulting company. You work on the clients you're assigned sure, to work on. Sure. Now I give him credit, but for for releasing it, and he'll defend it to whatever degree he feels he needs to defend it. And I'm sure some of those clients are maybe oil company, like who knows. Oh, Right. right. They're going to be so, big business, probably. Yeah. I'm sure the Times already knows who those clients are, and it's not going to look good for Buttigieg. So it's just like the whole thing just seems like he. Back to the impeachment. What we can move okay, on and from then we'll that. Wrap up. Yeah. Whether it's Obama, Clinton, Reagan, Bush, Nixon, whomever. To me, if you're going to go for impeachment, high crimes and misdemeanors. Yeah, there's always going to be some partisanship in that, clearly. But there should be so much right in front of the American people that you look at it and say, you know what, he should be out. Or at least we should seriously consider throwing him out. It shouldn't be as partisan as this hearing was. The evidence is, the presentation is, and how the vote will certainly go down. So, to me, I think they should have went with censure. They should have presented facts through the media and press conferences and ultimately said, he's a bad dude. He did bad things, but we're going to beat him next year. The American people will, or however they wanted to word that and censure him and moved on. Because I think this is going to feed his reelection. I think it's just reinforced that impeachment is is a broken constitutional mechanism. I agree. Okay. Uh, uh, I to get two-thirds of the Senate to agree to right. anything in today's partisan world, I, I, Trump could perhaps shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and not end up being impeached well, because the, the and, Republicans and, have decided that really, regardless of what comes out, they're going to stick where they're going to stick. But the same thing was true with Bill Clinton. I mean, he lied, to, he lied under grand jury investigation, and he was impeached, but he wasn't voted out by the Senate. Right, that's true. And I think that's... And I think it should be two-thirds. You know what? I, listen... I, obviously, I mean, we kid, but I do think if Trump shot somebody, he probably would be impeached. Yeah, that would <laughs> convicted. That would convicted is the problem. Convicted, <laughs> but I, you know, I think it should be that high of a bar to remove a pre- well, sitting president. I mean, no president has been removed in the country's history, right. and yeah, it's only I, because Barry Goldwater and some other senators went to Nixon uh, and uh, and said he he was done that he that he left, but if. Nixon was in mm. today's environment with the right wing media and so forth and defenders. I think he wouldn't. I have also left. think if Bill Clinton did what he did, whether it was impeachable or not, put that aside. With social media today, he probably would have resigned. Really? Yeah, you do. I think so. I don't it would know. the now cascade care about in the Me Too movement today. With an well, intern, yeah, and that's it, true, he yeah. would have absolutely been forced to resign. It, the cascade of negativity would have been relentless. Um, by the way, side note, either one of you, you have to listen to Hillary Clinton on um, Howard Stern. Have okay. either one of you I listened? Have not. It's really, really good. Okay. Even disliking her, it, it's By the way, amazing. a poll came out this morning. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it was. Oh, no. Is it like Hillary in the lead? Oh, by like 10 points over, over Biden. <laughs> Yeah. 
Well, like, not, it's not even close. The interview is really good. I mean, she, don't assume she doesn't jump back in. Uh, I, I I still think she's I, as really crazy as that sounds. Who is she really disliked by? She did. She still beat Trump by three and a half million votes in the popular vote, which, by the way, is a completely meaningless stat. Well, I think there's a lot of things. I think there's just public image. I think of her, which Trump is, versus Hillary. Do I do, do not th- think we as a country are ready for that? <laughs> oh, that was, uh, uh, I, I don't know. I, and I think people in general are over the Clintons. You know what I mean? I think people have life cycles. They've hit theirs. Um, I mean, if she could talk like she spoke with Howard Stern every single day, I think she would have won. Um, you know, because obviously Howard gets people to be I very. I think if open she went to Wisconsin candid. twice, she would have won. But she gives a great perspective, I think, on Trump and then also what the respect of the White House is supposed to have and just how off the rails he really is from an insider who really so knows So, David, why do, you, why do you think Obama hasn't endorsed Joe Biden yet? It's too early. That, that, that's my thought, is that, that with, with, his, with 20 some fight. candidates, that he, he does not want to be the kingmaker. Um, he, yeah. di- he didn't. What do you mean he doesn't want to be? Or do you think he only gets one shot at it? And if he comes out too early for Biden and he loses, he loses the kingmaker status. I think that's exactly yeah, it. That's okay. And with 20 candidates, there there are a lot. And you've got, you know, Buttigieg. I've heard pundits say you only get one chance to be kingmaker. Yeah. So you better pick the right timing. He, then he's probably waiting. And I think. Everybody has some qualms about Joe. I mean, he's been yeah. leading the polls. And by the way, has Deval Patrick made any headway? No, never. Heard, I've never heard a word since. Like, I think he was on sixty Minutes, right? He did I, a sixty I Minutes li- interview and then nothing. It's so funny when people start dropping out and you've never knew they were in. Yeah, right. And, they <laughs> and he came in now. late, right? He's the the guy from. And by the way, Martin O'Malley just needs to stop talking. Uh, like he just comes out and he fights. He got in a fight with um, the uh, the former. Uh, m- governor of virginia okay who's now like what is he the uh is he homeland security not homeland security he's immigration you did you hear this they got a fight in a bar no yeah martin o'malley and uh, oh, uh google martin o'malley bar fight yeah it got <laughs> thrown out anyway like ken cuccinelli denies fleeing dc bar due to juvenile verbal assault by former death <laughs> Okay. Verbal assault. That's yeah. not a fight. <laughs> well, I mean. Uh, Homeland Security Secretary Ken Cuccinelli contradicted a claim that he um, was, uh, or, or that he, quote, retreated from a bar in Washington, D.C. as former Maryland gov- Governor Martin O'Malley hurled expletives at him and attacked the Trump administration. <laughs> Freedom of speech is one of our most powerful freedoms. Uh, all right, let's have, let's have pop culture. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, how, what are your thoughts on Megan Rapinoe being named Sports Illustrated Person of the Year? Um, she's only the fourth woman to ever receive it. Uh, very controversial, of course. Very. Uh, uh, yes, you're not really a fan. No, no. This you're gonna. I'm gonna maybe surprise you a little bit on this what? one. What? I, I don't. I don't agree with some of her actions in terms of kneeling and. Her what appears to be disrespect for the flag. I think she's been afforded in this country. There's been tons of progress made, not only in her lifetime, but in years prior to that with women's sports, gay Americans and athletes. Um, So uh, to me, it came across as disrespect. However, um, She's done a lot of positives in terms of, uh, you know, the youth, girls, the youth, yeah, females. Youth soccer. You, well, not only youth soccer, I think, obviously, if they're interested in soccer. But I just think youth, fe- female youth in this country looks up to her. Okay. I think she's performed amazingly on the world stage. I think she represented the country well. And I also agree with her in her fight with U.S. soccer to get equal rights, equal pay, fair right, you know, fair treatment and all that stuff. So, I, listen, I think she was probably the right choice this year. Um, wow. I did I, and not again, I always go back. Idea. I think two things can be, I could disagree with some of her actions. Right. But also agree that she has, I think, I think. Because, uh, of course, she came out for the team very early and said, if we win the World Cup, we will not go to uh, listen, the, the fact White that she, House. The fact that she didn't go to the White House. I, I, that, okay. That's irrelevant. You don't care. I, I think it's disrespectful, but I don't think that doesn't make her sportsman of the year. I, but I also think if you're going to put her up on a pedestal for the positives, there are some negatives. Like, yeah. to me, you go to the White House. Whether you like the president or not, you go because it's the White House. I just think there's some things. You do, because you should do them. 
that's how I was raised, and I just think those are things that you do. And but I don't know, David, what you think? I, th- I think she's a good choice, both because of what she accomplished on the field and how she she led that team, and she's towards the end of her. Uh, competitive playing career, and and so she provided as much leadership as she did, uh, f- you know, physical uh, co- contributions. Um, but I think what she's been doing, fighting for for equality for for the women's soccer team, I think that's probably even more important uh, in saying that 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 the women play hard. They they're more successful than their male counterparts, and they deserve absolutely uh, compensation. Yeah. It doesn't have to be equal because I know there are a lot of differences in, in what's required. Yeah, so, of the two so teams. it's interesting because we talked about this when they were. To, to me, the word that should be used is fair, right? Because if you if you apply the standard of fair, they actually should make more, right? So them saying equal, I actually think they should make more than the men right now, right? Because they win, <laughs> right? They win now. They, if the yeah. U.S. men make the World Cup next year, then the men will make more because the men's World Cup generates a hundred times of worldwide revenue than the Women's World Cup. That's just the way it is. But short of that, the men right now should be paid less than the females. Here for it. Without a doubt. Yes. Give them a demotion. By the way, real quick, before we move on from this, do, do they announce... I didn't, do they announce who their finalists were? Like, I don't know who she was up against. No, I, didn't I feel like see I that. only saw Time Magazine. They, they announced finalists. I don't think Sports yeah. Illustrated did. No, they just came out and basically said because of, you know, they won the World Cup, how outspoken she is. Right? All the so, things David, I know real quick, before we move on away from politics completely, you wanted to, you want to talk about the IG report a little bit? Uh, I do want to talk about the IG report because we had been hearing for months, including for you. You're the one who burned December 9th in my memory because December 9th, everything Trump's been saying about how this illegal <laughs> investigation started and it never should have started and they bugged him. I don't remember you know, saying he, that. He called Trump both bad <laughs> okay. and sick for wiretapping him. No evidence whatsoever. So we hi- we hire Bill Barr hires an IG. Actually, I think Sessions initially hired him because I think the investigation yeah, has been going on for something like twenty months. Been digging into all of this, kind of like the collusion. What they find illegal? Nothing. They found that it was a legal uh, uh, investigation, and that uh, that the, that nothing that was so, alleged. So you're happened. clearly reading the liberal press clippings. So yes. They found that the initial FBI, the start of the investigation, they found there was no political bias at which Trump has been saying there was. Now, having said that, okay. the report is so damning toward the FBI and how they omitted on purpose or by accident okay. facts, facts about how the... the that were put into the fires report or weren't put into the fires report so they could wiretap Carter Page, who was a Trump former Trump campaign associate. Um, and it goes on and on and on about tons of missteps to the, to, to the fact that the IG has recommended that they do a full audit of the FISA system with regards to how the FBI applies for FISA. So... For Comey and and all these, you know, John Brennan's of the world to come out like somehow like we're going to have a parade. Right. It's embarrassing. Okay. Yes. Now, if I'm Trump, I would have believed there was political bias because he was out there saying for two years, I did not collude. I did not collude. I did not collude. And no one believed him. No one believed him. There was conspiracy theories running rampant, including from Adam Schiff saying, I've seen evidence. I've seen evidence. And I'm saying two things make. You know, Trump should have probably, as the president of the United States, waited for a report to come out to say that he was spied on. Having said that, it's funny how the IG report comes out, and it's immediately believed by every news publication, Main Street News. Mueller's report comes out, and we immediately move to obstruction. We immediately move that we're not going to believe this report. we got to do further investigations in the House. Nadler came out, literally, was on a train the day the Mueller report came out. The day the Mueller report and Molly Hemingway was reporting that he was already saying, all right, we got to. Yeah, but I, you know, look, you and I talked about this. I make this point on this podcast a lot. The Mueller report would have completely vindicated President Trump had the next day or day after he hadn't pulled the Ukraine crack. But you didn't know about that, the Ukraine thing then. That's not the point I'm making. But I'm, but no, but it was dead in the water. We we talked about it on this podcast. It was a big victory for him. What you. I've been saying on this podcast for 80-something episodes and to David every day when we, when we text. <laughs> on Twitter, yeah. Yeah, is... 
it's not about Trump. It's not about Obama. It's not, it's, it's the application of fairness and, and, and to see things in the same way, whether it's Trump or not. When Trump was saying there was no collusion and the report came out and confirmed that, it was still like, well, well, Russia this and that. And, and people were trying to tie the fact that six or eight Russians got arrested to Trump. It had nothing to do with Trump. Yet people were still trying to make the report something it wasn't. Same thing with the IG report. FBI, there's a Made lot mistakes. of... mistakes, yeah. James I mean, Comey really should did. not come out and try to, you know, blow the trumpet like somehow he's been vindicated. He was running the FBI when the sh- shenanigans were going right. on. Whether they were based in political bias or not, and by the way, John Durham, who is the sitting attorney general from Connecticut, appointed by Obama and Eric Holder, okay. is investigating the origins of the investigation. And by the way, the IG report is confined to government employees. He, they can't interview people outside the scope of the Justice Department, where John Durham can and has. So a month ago, he came out and said, quote, based on the evidence collected to date... And while our investigation is ongoing, last month we advised the Inspector General that we do not agree with some of the report's conclusions as to the predication and how the FBI case was opened. So Durham has already been on record a month ago saying he doesn't agree with this IG report because he's seeing evidence outside the scope of what the IG is allowed to look at that could be damning or prove political bias. So we'll see. So let's wait till the entire thing comes out. But to your point, David, you are correct. This report vindicated from a political bias standpoint the FBI. Trump should have shut up early on until this comes out. But the FBI still has a little, yeah, some work to some do. Work to do yeah. Yeah. You didn't mention that there were pro-Trump text messages between FBI agents that came out of this as well. So we heard about uh, listen, Lisa Page I, I, and, and Strzok. The politics of it were there, again, yes, again. on both and, sides. And I agree. I, I think it's a reminder, any government employee on a government device shouldn't be saying anything that yeah, uh, right, you shows know. any it's, sort of bias. Totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. Um, okay, listen, we, we've, we, I, I've, we've said this. Uh, Trump gets ahead of himself. He uses it to... to and, and a president... Sh- there's things that a president should do to trump up his base no pun intended and there's things he should just not when there's an investigation on going on like this he shouldn't at the same time you know he did say for two years he was he had to include and no one believed him yeah so um all right we so any other political things we no. want to talk about okay we have we always have sports that we have to cover yes. on this podcast also kind of piggybacking on the megan rapino thing uh time magazine they're going to announce their person of the year tomorrow. Their list is pretty interesting. Who do you all think will be? I mean, they have everyone from Greta Thornburg, the sixteen-year-old uh, climate change advocate. To I think it's going to be either Pelosi or Trump. You and do? I, I do, because really? their definition is the one for better or worse who made the most news for the year. And the president is is always one who is, is making a lot of oh, news. God. I feel like it's going to be the whistleblower for this whole. <sighs> I think it's. They're I think gonna it's like either going to. I agree. I think it. First of all, honestly, I I would say ninety nine percent of America could care less about Times. Person, time has been there, done that. No one reads it anymore. It's a washed up <sighs> publication. The only people who care about Time Magazine are us, TV stations. And other people that will debate the story and 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 promote it when like honestly no one like zero people care. Let's take a stand and do a show where we. I think it's to either going to be client the Greta what's her name Greta Thornburg Greta but. Thornburg or the whistleblower. I think the co- and again I haven't seen the list so I don't know but okay. your whistleblower is interesting. So either the individual whistleblower or just whistleblowers in general because wasn't yeah. it whistleblowers that caught Epstein up. Right? Was they, it? Yeah, they came back, right? I don't know who outed Epstein. How was that? Out? No, wasn't it the women? Wasn't it the women yeah. victims that finally... Well, I don't mean... But like, I thought it was actually a report. It was reporting. It was the newspaper down... Oh, it was the Miami Herald or yes. something? Yes. But didn't didn't some women come forward that didn't want to be known? Well, I'm sure. They circled back or something. I don't know. So it, it, it'll be interesting. So last year, 2018, Time editor selected The Guardians and The War on Truth, a group of four journalists and one news organization whose work landed them in jail. So that's where Jamal Khashoggi, uh, Maria Ressa, and other uh, in the Annapolis, Maryland, uh, Capital Gazette, they were all honored. Oh, okay. So this year, the final five, 
Nancy Pelosi, mm-hmm. President Trump, the whistleblower, Greta Thunberg, and then Hong Kong protesters. Hmm. You can make a, ca- a good case for the whistleblower in this case because... Uh, I don't it, think it, it should be the it, climate change. It would not person. have. Uh, <laughs> Why not? She's like sixteen. No, because I, I think she's being used. She refuses to get on she's a plane. Took used, a boat to the United yeah, States. Yeah, took a boat to the she's U.S. She's being used and manipulated by <laughs> climate change activists. Her parents. I actually think it's borderline. Her we've talked. I think it's borderline child abuse. What's happening to her? No, seriously. Like she was scared from an early age about climate change. The world's not coming to an end in in two years or five years. Yes, it's an issue. It needs addressing, but it's not a dire situation. I think it's been overblown from her perspective, but I think she's being manipulated, so I don't I don't think that should be rewarded. People love a child advocate. They love a child yeah, because advocate. The, the, but adults are using them and manipulating them. I think it should be Pelosi, Trump, who are the Whistleblowers, other Whistleblowers? Hong Kong protesters? Whistleblower, no. Uh, Hong Kong pro- maybe Hong Kong protesters. Trump and Pelosi a tie would be I awesome. I think you, you two are right. I think I <laughs> put think them both be, on the cover, make them both mad. I don't think they're going to give it to Trump. I bet they'll give it to Nancy. So Nancy real quick Nancy. on the Trump thing. So there was a stat came out this morning. I want to ask you this, Sarah. Okay. That out of four point eight million jobs that have been created since th- in the three years. Okay. No, seriously, fifty eight point three percent have gone to women, and of those, sixty percent are at uh, like. I think it said one and a half times the average salary of. So I, I forget how they qualified it, but like whatever, like the median salary okay, what is, is. Yeah, what's that? Let's say it's forty thousand or fifty thousand right. in the country. Sixty percent of those are like one and a half times whatever that number okay, is. Okay, okay. So they're right. good jobs. They're not just you know part time. They're, they're they're good. You throw the economy into that. You throw somebody else. At at, at what point? Putting all his antics aside, and David, you answer this too. If you look at the facts right now, things are better off than three years ago. But here's okay. We always talk about this, uh, David. I want to hear your perspective. But my thing is always this: is you cannot give one president credit for the economy. It's like we talk about the president has nothing but to do with the stock market. That's not you true. Know? It is true. I mean, oh, unless uh, they go completely off the rails, they, they, what they do doesn't impact. And, and we haven't even seen what these trade wars are going to do. I mean, I think the thing is, is like helping now, but go ahead. Well, to me, it's like it ebbs and flows, right? We went through in 2007. We absolutely went through okay. one of the worst economic I'm not crises. an economist. And, and whether you want to give him full credit, partial credit, at the end of the day, the president, you know, whether it's deregulation, whether it's doing you know whatever he's done but or these, not done okay go David, ahead, David. so what i would say is that how did he accomplish this what did he do and you were just hitting on them some you can call it deregulation or you can also say trashing the environment because he's gotten rid of every rule that had to do with gas coal nuclear anything he uh passed the tax cut which gave a tremendous amount of money to corporations and very rich people mm-hmm. and very little to no money to everybody else. So well, to some keep extent, in mind, though, those corporations that get vilified are the ones that employ most of Americans. And by the way, the job market is strong and those corporations are hiring a lot of people, certainly in those <clears throat> states like Pennsylvania, Wisconsin and Michigan. So, yes, rich people get vilified in this country, unfortunately, but they do hire a lot, a lot of people and pay them good jobs to provide health care and so forth. That's true. Uh, but at, at what we were told when the tax cut was passed, that because of all those positive impacts that the deficit would fall, which it has, which it hasn't. And now it's up to almost $1 trillion. So what it I would say is me that this, if the economy yeah. has gotten better, it's been done in a way. And this is very Trumpian. That is a short term benefit that the company country is going to pay a price longer term we'll see you know and that you may be right and that we'll we'll see if the economy remains stronger over the next year if we somehow enter i will say between obama and trump we're finishing the first decade in history where the country did not go into a recession so both of them should get credit for that right yeah as much as they don't like each other i'm sure and they're completely different in a lot of the thought process and this is why i go back to this is why in my opinion, Warren and Sanders have zero chance of becoming president because at the end of the day, 
we could debate on the deficit. We could debate on if some of these deregulations have hurt the environment. Ultimately, to people trying to support their families, have a little extra income, not have to worry about paycheck to paycheck, those things are moot to them. They don't matter when they go into the booth to vote. They just don't. They They matter to the Twitterverse. They may matter to the extra 70% of the people live in California, New York, and some of these other states. Right. But at the end of the day, it's not going to tip the scale on an election. I, that's my personal opinion. I, and maybe that shouldn't be the case. The environment and deficits and stuff should be more. But people don't understand it. I don't understand it fully. And it's just hard to see the well, impact. Well, I mean, it's like we, talk, we are coastal elites. I mean, you know, you go to other parts of this country, you, you are right. I mean, people don't care that much. They're living... I don't know if they don't care. I think they it, it's lower on the priority yeah. list. Yeah. There's only so many things you can worry about in life, right? And deficit may not be one of them right. at this point to those people who are going to tip the scale in this election. Well, I, and to your point, though, Patrick, you're seeing stronger polls for the moderate candidates on the Democratic no side. So <laughs> Sanders and, and Warren get a lot of right. attention because of their proposals. But once they start getting evaluated, you sort of see a return. And I think that's really Joe Biden is 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 a moderate, least objectionable kind of candidate, which is why I think he's leading in the polls right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, and, and his name recognition. and um, All right, we've had a lot of stories, so we kind of can do some rapid fire and get to yeah. these. Steven Strasberg resigns with the Washington Nationals. $200 million-plus contract for eight years. What do you guys think? Too much money? Uh, they should keep him? I think it was the right thing to do. I mean, he was in a great time because he was 5-0 and in the playoffs, and that right. was the first time that it ever happened with a pitcher. He's done well at D.C. because he's not been the ace. He's had Max in front of him, and so I think it's a perfect situation for him. So while... When you have Scott Boris as your as your agent, you're going to be looking for the best money. I think Strasburg wanted to stay, and so I think it, it ended up working for both. Huge money, uh, huge. I think the money is too much, but I think there's really no alternative. We'll see what it. We'll see how it impacts their signing of Rendon. Um, and what is it? Eighty million guaranteed or something? I mean, it was. It's like an insanely high number. I don't know. No trade clause. It, yeah, it, it's, yeah, a good, it's, it's a good. It's a good deal like a for Stephen. I think pitchers are more important than hitters because of the playoffs and the short series. Um, it's just a lot of money. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, it's, though. It's, it's we talk about money. rich people and, you know, corporate executives getting vilified. Here's a professional athlete who's going to get paid $37 million a year to throw baseball, and people embrace it. They call it, Our own news organization this morning was calling it Strasmus. And yet... Yeah. If My, that was a, are they embracing theirs? If that I mean, was a C- got a lot of no, backlash no. for going but to the But if that White was House. a CEO, I, that's what cracks me up. A Hollywood either. actor can make forty million for a movie. Steven Strasberg can make thirty-seven million for throwing a baseball. I mean, great entertainment. They make other people money, so therefore they're compensated to that degree. Uh, My wife's a school teacher, so she has something to say about the compensation that they receive versus what somebody doing something very important um, to to everybody. But uh, it's it's what the market will it's what the market will bear. Well, it's well here it's what the market will bear from a TV contract standpoint. The concern is when you start paying two hundred forty five million dollar contracts and Rendon, let's say, gets one hundred eighty million or what have you. Ticket prices are going to go up. Parking is going to go up. Merchandise is going to go up. Food costs are going to go up, which which do impact the average person who wants to take a family for to a game. And if it gets and and by the way, that's why attendance is down. They they claim it's not, but it is. You look at stadium after stadium after stadium. People are buying corporate tickets. They're not going. And if it just becomes a TV sport. That's a problem. You want people to go and enjoy the games. And, um, you know. Oh, my God. Well, don't you think now that they're World Series champs, they're going to raise all the prices anyway? Most likely. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Golden Globes. A lot of snubs. Um, a lot of snubs. The, uh, you know, Game of Thrones hardly got anything. Which was rightly so. It was the worst season ever. <laughs> yeah, that show, that was. Uh, the Irishman, I think, did very well. Loved it. Uh, that got a lot. The Joker did well. And a lot of... Um, Controversy because of the best director, right? All male category, not one woman. But who? Sanity there. Oh yeah, okay. But <clears throat> not, not, I asked Kevin McCarthy this too. Who was a female director that got snubbed? Well, see, um, you could say all men, 
and that's fine. And maybe there should be more female directors hired to do those top movies. Right. I agree. But did, did a female actually get snubbed that should not? Like, should I believe there... the woman. Didn't the woman who did Little Women, she got snubbed? We need Kevin. Was that the, even good? He's the The expert. Little Woman? Uh, no, I mean, I, like, I'm being serious. Like, it, yeah, I, I'll agree with you. There should be more female directors, more diverse directors, and people in the movie business in general behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But did somebody really get snubbed this year, or was it just... What did Kevin say? What was his take? I, you know what? He hasn't responded yet. Oh, to me, oh. You know. oh I mean, I look at it in terms of just the, the, the power of Netflix, uh, which has been on the huge, TV side already, yeah. but now is very, very powerful on the, the movie, movie side, side as well. Uh, and you're just seeing uh, the, the fact that the, the networks have, have nothing on the TV side. It, it, it's just really changed um, tr- what it was traditionally in terms right. of who, yeah. who, who won these awards yeah. and who's I mean, making. Point, yeah, right? I mean, the, 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 the fact that the broadcast networks have zero nominations is a concerning and I also think a little um, unfair I think the broadcast stations or the networks I should say their shows get looked at little people get enamored with these cable shows that literally have only three million people watching and they think somehow because there's some you know again Twitterverse what loves cable them show do you like that you feel like they're such garbage, though. I mean, what do we get to nominate? Little Sheldon? I mean, it's awful. You tune into these things. They're so bad. The storyline, they still use a laugh track. I mean, these shows are horrible. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know, look, I'm I not advocating for li- I'm not advocating for means, Little Sheldon because it's on it's so another bad. network. I mean, they do NCIS 18,000 reboots. I mean, my God, we're in New Orleans. Listen, we're in I'm, L.A. I mean, it's terrible. Uh, no. I, do better programming. I'm not saying they should necessarily be nominated, but what I'm saying is more people watch NCIS... Then watch The Irishman. Well, like, yeah, but they, that's because they don't want to pay the they don't want to pay fees. Uh, okay, for... Okay, but I'm just saying people are still the formula of you know the Criminal Minds and NCIS and 911 on Fox and it still works, right? The formula still works. A lot of people are still watching broadcast television. They may they not, are, but, but are the they audience that audience is aging, and 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 I think we're seeing. The, I mean, the we, indications of yeah. where things are going. And we argue about Colbert and Kim. I mean, those guys have less than oh. three million. I mean, then that's Again, all I'm, so I'm, that to the point about Time Magazine, we keep the late local TV stations and morning television in general, keep the late night guys in business, women and men in business, because no one's watching their shows. It just, they're, I, they're I, not. So people are tuning out. I would say SNL is really the, the one. one still relevant late night show that makes news yeah but it's consumed via youtube clips as much as anything else it these is. days um how do you guys feel about walmart pulling the cocaine sweater in canada Terrible. do you guys want to talk about your 80s cocaine use or what like- <laughs> uh, a i do not want to talk about that i'm with patrick <laughs> okay, on that yeah, one right <laughs> i'm taking that. the fifth okay, i right. cannot will not incriminate myself <laughs> it's so stupid it, again way, fake outrage it's fake outrage because there was a third party vendor who third party put, vendor. put something up on i the, think i have a santa canada sweater only. of him on the toilet like <laughs> So in other words, Patrick might have bought that sweatshirt if it not Come had been, on, if it had funny. not been pulled. Totally would have bought it. It's funny. Uh, it's Santa sitting down with like three or four lines. Uh, yeah, you know, let it snow. <laughs> the the <laughs> show said let it snow. It's hysterical. <laughs> It is hysterical, I mean, but come on, third party. There's yeah. fake outrage. Walmart's got every every you know, store is going to apologize. Like stop, just. Um, either one of you care at all about the Peloton ad? Did you guys have any feelings about that? Uh, uh, yes. Uh, and P- go Dan ahead. Is a PR and marketing guy. I, th- what do you I think, think it's uh, it's unclear whether it's been good for Peloton or not. I think in the long run it will be. I do too. We should have bought Peloton stock the other because it dipped uh, dipped initially. Yes. I, I think again, like Patrick, it's fake outrage. It's fake people outrage. looking. It, it's a Rorschach, right? I mean, people are seeing what they want to see. A, uh, Supposedly sexist that the husband it's, buys and her and this from Peloton his point of bike. View and and yeah, yeah. I read something about how she she trimmed herself down from an 116 so, pound so woman to 114. If pound they used woman. a 180 pound female, yes. who then a year later was 150 pounds, Peloton would have got accused of fat shaming. So they would never, no matter what, for whatever reason. And by the way, just because she said she's a changed woman a year later. That doesn't necessarily mean weight, emotional, physical, strength. Yeah, absolutely. Like, fake outrage, completely manufactured. 
Well, and you you know, you're the PR marketing guy, David, but I just think the woman that they featured is their client. You know, I mean, people to me that pay $3,000 for a bike are already probably in great shape. Did you see the house? They're very high end. Exactly. I mean, the, all their ads. It's like, who they the hell's getting They have a bunch of ads, and in every one, the, the bicycle's like right in front of the big picture window. It's oh, like, come on. It's and down in the basement. It. It's $2,500. For the plus, bike, right? For the bike, plus a service fee per month. I mean, you're going after, a, a, you know, a 200000 plus household income. <sighs> now, when are you getting one? Because I'm sure you'll have one. Like, you are high end. So, I mean, you're at Orange Theory now, but, like, how long till you and your wife uh, have matching Peloton bikes? You know, based on that ad, I'm getting a Peloton. <laughs> I and I think his wife might be getting house. one too. And by the way, I will not be giving it to my wife. <laughs> oh, she would not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a good. She'll gift. buy it herself if yes, she wants. Exactly. You can only get that kind of gift if you're told to get that kind of gift. Um, yeah. We were kind of. To me, that should be like, should we get a Peloton? <laughs> Let's talk about this. Let's agree that this is a family gift, yeah, or, right, right. or and a put it in gift. writing so it doesn't this come back later. Uh, last one. We, I, we keep hearing about Michael Vick. Um, obviously, you know he all his uh, dog abuse allegations that happened 10 years ago, but being honored for a Pro Bowl, he was four-time Pro Bowl nominee, uh, came back, played in the NFL. Over 200,000 people have signed a petition for him not to be honored by the NFL in any regard. What do you two think about that? It's This is still an ongoing conversation. He's being honored for being a football player, which he was. He was an excellent football player. He did a terrible, terrible thing. He spent... 18 months in federal penitentiary to, to pay the price for it. And he came back out. And uh, I mean, as a country, I think we believe in second chances. If you're honoring him as a as a humanitarian, maybe not. But as a football player, I'm OK yeah. with it. I, I think we're going to end in agreement on this one. I think wow. he paid his he paid his dues. And I, listen, you're talking to a serious animal dog lover. Uh, yeah. It was terrible what he did. But he paid his price. And. He's being honored for football. Yeah, I mean, you're right. You wouldn't give him the humanitarian of the decade award, right? He's not getting time. He's, he's not being. Year, he's not being not. honored by PETA or you know a- ASPCA no. or whatever. So, uh, again, fake outrage. You think? Uh, I don't know about fake because I do believe some people feel strongly about this one. I, I don't want to just throw fake outrage at everything. You know, I, no, when four hundred thousand people sign on to a petition, it's not that well, fake and we were di- we were discussing this like what put it this way this one's debatable pretty... right there's yeah, some things that are just this one's debatable like should he but we talked about it and, and and maybe like before we got on and maybe the correlation is i look at people like mike tyson we've talked about this yeah. who went to jail for rape yet hollywood he's still on night shows he had his own movie he like he has a broadway show There's a disconnect for me there. Like, I don't... O.J. Simpson? I mean, O.J. is Well, I don't think he's been embraced. He just... He makes his own news. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you're not seeing him on late night shows. Yeah, and I don't think people would put him in a movie, per se. Uh, You know, it is interesting. We do talk about how some people can have a second career. I mean, that's the kind of David's lane, but... um, I mean, you look at someone like... And again, I'm I'm not comparing rape or dogfighting... To, but a guy like Alec Baldwin, right? And David, you could maybe shed some light on this. He's He's been caught yelling and screaming, anti-Semitic comments at his daughter, drunk, nasty, punched a guy. Yet he's still endorsing products. like, And I'm talking about high-end like banks and, and financial institutions. How does a guy like that, what makes him... He's almost like the Trump of marketing. Like, he could do anything he wants, and yet he still endorses products. There are a certain number of people who we, we love them for their, uh, yeah. their bad boy uh, activities and, and why some people get away with it and the other people, one strike and you're out. I, I can't tell you. Yeah, it's interesting about him. But. Um, well, we obviously we could go on forever, but uh, it's a good show. Today. I know it did. We covered a lot. We could talk another hour, but um, got to wrap it up. Yep. So, uh, David, first, you have been our guest. You're always great on the show. Where can people follow you? You can follow me on Twitter at DCBorn61. Awesome. Thank you for being here. Were you born in DC? I was. Wow. DC native. So rare. DC native. Patrick, I mean, what are you going to, I mean, we only know what the week can bring from your Twitter account. I mean, oh, you know, I've been good on Twitter lately. You have. You've been very quiet. You know, I've and been very reserved. Diplomatic. What's going on? I don't know. I got to. Yeah. We need the cantankerous <laughs> Patrick back. <laughs> really? Like he doesn't like anything. 
It's good. And then well, when my, people argue I, with you, it's I, great. My pet peeve on the football, which everyone, as soon as I tweeted out, David was like, I knew it was coming. I have friends emailing me. The playoff system in the NFL is terrible, needs to change, and officiating is the worst officiated sport in all of American sports. The replay system is a disaster. The NFL has to figure it out. I don't care how popular they are, the fact that you have teams scoring touchdowns and they're not counted because they don't have a challenge flag left, you're going to have the Cowboys or the Eagles at probably 7-9 and nine make the playoffs over potentially a Rams team at 10-6 and six or 11-5 and five and get a home game, the entire system needs to be blown up. So I'm going to agree with Patrick that nobody from the NFC East should make the playoffs. And uh, we, we almost saw the Eagles lose last night to the Giants. Terrible. Uh, uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, in terms of the refereeing, I used to not care so much about it. Now that legalized gambling is around in so many places, I think... We're coming oh, up to a troubling period where one of these calls not only determines a winner but could determine. Yeah, you know, my the, problem the is, and again, I go back to you know, point. like your like your husband Dan. I mean, I'm an international soccer fan, and they they have a system called VAR, which instantly reviews controversial goals, offsides. There's like three or four things they're allowed to severe penalties, like if somebody um, like a red card potential. Sure. The Patriots the other night, and again, trust me, I'm not defending the Patriots, right? They get enough breaks, but that's not the point. Right. They scored a touchdown. The runner was three, four, five inches inbounds, but because the Patriots didn't have a challenge flag left and had no way to review it, what I don't understand is they review mm. every scoring play automatically in mm -hmm. the NFL. You should be reviewing every play that looked or potentially mm. could. Like, that's like a sock. So if the goal goes in in soccer... Then they review it? No. They review it to see if it crossed the line. That's how the NFL should be. Somebody up in a booth somewhere in New York or at the stadium could have looked at that play in five seconds. Sent down a whistle. Touchdown. I think it's the problem we've stepped into with the technology because back when it was the... You know, but to the, your point, David, with the gambling, you can't have a play anymore that is so obvious a touchdown in a close game not called a touchdown right. they have to fix it right but and they can't take five minutes to do it or set like it's like look at it determine it to me if you have to look at it more than twice then the call on the field stands mm. like either it's obvious or not right that's true is it an obvious mistake by the official by the officials if you have to look at different angles th then just leave the call i'm okay with that but if it's obvious you got to change it quickly. That should have been a touchdown. That game should have been in overtime. All right, there it is. I mean, it's like you ought to have like your Patrick's last word too. It's like Jim Lokey on like it. Or yeah. Not. Well, David could get the last word. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Patrick GM Fox Patrick Five. Patrick GM Fox Five. You can follow him on Twitter. All right, we'll see you guys next week.